Hello, and welcome to episode 73 of Life Simply Better. I'm Zoe. How are you? How was your Monday? You've made it through the first day of the week or second day of the week, if you <laughs> count from starting on Sunday. I don't know. Made it through the beginning of the week, and here we are with another podcast episode. And today I want to talk with you about self worth. I am so excited to present this topic in a podcast because I have a lot to say about it, and I think it's a really important topic to talk about. A lot of us may have many accomplishments that we can list in our lives, and when I say accomplishments, I don't mean like, you know, winning an Oscar or a Nobel Prize. I mean, you know, we've, we have careers, we have kids that we're raising, we've graduated high school or college, we have those accomplishments that we can point to uh, and achievements that we've achieved in our lifetimes, but we still struggle with feelings of inadequacy, with feelings of not being enough, with feelings of somehow being inherently flawed, or we might see that no matter how much we accomplish, we still don't feel good enough and we still doubt ourselves. And all of those things can be pinned on a central concept of having low self-worth, which you can think of as kind of like low self-esteem or low self-confidence, but low self-worth is really about the value that you attribute to your own self as a human being. So we can talk about self-worth as a sense of one's own value as a human being. So outside of any accomplishments you might have, but just your value in and of yourself inherently as a person. And when we struggle with low self-worth or problems of self-worth, we struggle to see the value of ourselves. And this is something that I have certainly dealt with a lot in my own life. If we look at my story, it's one of a, a girl and then a woman who has done a lot of things well and successfully, but no matter how many things she does well, she still doubts her own value and struggles with low self-worth, insecurity, low self-esteem, etc. And many other women, many other people that I know struggle with this as well, many people that I have coached as well. And a lot of times when I'm coaching, someone will be going through a specific situation that's very specific, but then as we get deeper and deeper into kind of the root cause of things, it, it will go back to, again, this common theme of just feeling like you're not enough or not good enough. And so I want to talk about that today. I think it can be something that feels intimidating or daunting to approach because it feels like such a core belief that you've had, especially if it's something that you've struggled with for some time. It can feel like it's just baked into you. It's just part of you and there's nothing that you can do about that. I think there's actually some really practical things that we can learn about that contribute to our self-worth and that 
even just by understanding those, even just by listening to this episode and understanding those, even if you don't take any action from this, can be helpful to help you better understand where this comes from and also uh, how you can think differently about it and what you can do about it. So I want to talk about three main areas today. One is how your sense of self-worth is related to your stress response. One is how your sense of self-worth is related to um, your enjoyment and doing what you want um, as an act of valuing yourself. And the third is how self-worth relates to living your purpose. And so if we start with the stress response, and I've talked on many of the recent episodes about your stress response or your fight or flight response versus your your relaxation response. So how does this connect to self-worth? Well, if we think about our stress response, which again is a physiological response when we're in our stress response or our fight or flight response, that shifts kind of our entire mood and the lens through which we're viewing things. And one of the things that happens when we're in our stress response is it's a hypervigilant state where we are looking for problems or we are tending to see things that are problems. And we do that as a, a strategy to try to keep us safe and try to detect danger. But it can go on overdrive and find problems with things that aren't really problems. So one of the targets of this problem finding can be ourselves. We can be in our stress response maybe one time, but what often happens is that we're chronically or we're often in our stress response and we look at ourselves and we start to see ourselves um, or things about ourselves as problems. In other words, we take the stress we're experiencing and we internalize it and um, that stress response results in us seeing ourselves as a problem or inherently flawed or not enough in some way. Just because we're feeling stressed out and we're having a tendency to see things as problems and that includes ourselves. And different people handle their stress responses differently. So you might know people who tend to externalize when they're under stress and they tend to like blame things outside of themselves, see the world as a problem, see other people as the problem. And then there are other people who tend to internalize and see themselves as the problem and blame themselves and criticize themselves, right? And most of us fit somewhere in the middle on that spectrum. I certainly have times where I'm, you know, really frustrated with other people and blaming them, um, (laughs) blaming my problems on them, so to speak. But I have many times too where I'm blaming myself or I'm finding problems with myself. And so it's valuable to recognize that being in the stress response like that can exaggerate feelings of low self-worth or can even create them has nothing to do with how you actually feel about yourself is when you are in that altered state, so to speak, of feeling stressed out and physiologically having that reaction in your body 
and being hypervigilant and looking for things that are problems that you happen to pull in yourself frequently as the problem or the thing to blame or the thing that needs to be fixed. And when you can start to realize that, it opens up two things that you can do. One is to focus on being able to shift into your safety response or your relaxation response more of the time as a strategy to help feel better about yourself and have higher self-worth. Because what you will probably notice is that when you are feeling relaxed and you're just chilling, (laughs) that reminds me, my eight-year-old the other day came up to me and he said, mom, do you know what the best kind of happy is? And I said, Ben, what is the best kind of happy? And he said, chillaxing. (laughs) That is chillaxing is like his favorite word. And he's the most like chill kid. And it made me laugh. But when you are chillaxing, when you are relaxed, you tend to probably feel just fine about yourself. Because when we're relaxed, we tend to feel like There isn't really a big problem with anything, including ourselves. And so the more that you can shift into your relaxation response and develop that ability, which I have another podcast episode on, or of course you can always get coaching on, the more you can do that, the more time you will spend with better self-worth and a better sense of self-worth and of being enough and being okay and not being flawed. And again, it's, it's nothing to do with what you genuinely think about yourself. It's just the, the difference between these two physiological mental states that we have of being stressed versus being relaxed. The other thing that's helpful, even if you can't shift into your relaxation response, is when you do notice yourself starting to beat up on yourself or feeling like you're flawed or feeling like you're not enough, Notice if you are in your stress response at that time or some type of fight or flight or feeling discouraged. That's another kind of primary state, emotional state that I talk about that's very closely related to that stress response. Notice what your mood is in those times that are you are feeling um, down on yourself and notice how that mood might be impacting your self-concept and your sense of your self-worth. And even if you can't shift into being relaxed, sometimes we can like call the bluff of being like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm beating up on myself right now. I'm feeling like I'm not enough right now. But given the mood I'm in, given the fact that I'm in my stress response right now, that's not really that surprising that my brain went there. And so even when you can't immediately shift into a new emotion, just having that understanding can be very helpful. So that's how our stress response relates to self-worth. Our stress response colors the way we think about ourselves. And when we're in our stress response, we're much more likely to start to have a low self-worth or a deficit of self-worth. The next thing I want to talk about is enjoyment and satisfaction and how that relates to self-worth. So if self-worth is a sense of one's own value as a human being, 
Again, that's the definition that I'm going by here. One of the best ways to build your sense of your value as a human being is to do things that demonstrate you valuing yourself, meaning to do what you want, meaning to prioritize yourself, prioritizing your wants and needs, prioritizing your self-care, um, setting helpful boundaries, doing things that you enjoy and give you pleasure. And there are so many reasons that I, I recommend doing what you want and doing things that you enjoy. I think it's a fantastic fuel actually to create great results in your life. But one of the wonderful benefits of doing what you want and putting yourself first, even though we think that is something that we associate with being selfish, is that when you do that, you're demonstrating to yourself in a very concrete way, in a very uh, action-based way that you are valuable. So if you struggle with self-worth, you can do all of the affirmations and journaling and telling yourself that you do matter and you are enough. You can do all of that that you want to as a kind of intellectual personal development exercise, but that pales in comparison to the impact of actually putting your money where your mouth is, right? And actually acting based on the principle that you are valuable, that you have value as a human being. And the more that you act that way and demonstrate that to yourself, the more that your self-worth will increase. And the more the scales will tip in the direction of valuing yourself. And the great thing is that valuing yourself is not selfish. Valuing yourself is something that builds your self-confidence. It builds your self-esteem. It builds your willingness to try new things and develop and learn. It enhances the way you show up in your relationships. It gives you more energy to contribute work and value to the world. It has all of these positive outcomes. So what we think of as selfish, as putting ourselves first, actually is extremely beneficial to first of all, help build up our self-worth, help us just feel better by demonstrating and putting a proof point out there that we do have value, that we value ourselves as human beings. But then it has this awesome benefit on the back end of actually building our contributions to the rest of the world as well. And that is a great segue into the last point I want to make, which is about how self-worth connects to living your purpose. So I've given some different definitions of living your purpose. I talked in yesterday's episode about um, the fact that living your purpose is something you want to do. So again, think about it as an extension of enjoyment that we just talked about, doing something that you want to do. So again, that's demonstrating that you value yourself. I also talked about your purpose is something that makes you feel complete. It's something that makes you feel fully yourself. Another way that you can think about living your purpose is living your purpose is creating value in the world by being yourself. So I'm gonna say that one more time. 
So if you are multitasking or you tuned out for a second, which I always do when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm like, oh, I think she just said something really good. What did she just say? So I'm going to say that one more time. Living your purpose is creating value in the world by being yourself. Think about it. It's your purpose. It's what you are meant to do. What you are meant to do is to be fully yourself, is to show up as fully yourself in the world. And that, just by itself, just by being yourself, you create value. So now let's go back to the definition of self-worth. Self-worth, a sense of one's own value as a human being. So when you live your purpose, when you are able to accept the idea and the concept that being yourself is a valuable thing to do to the world. You are building your own sense of your value, both by shifting into that belief and then by going out and doing it, by going out into the world and being yourself and speaking in your own voice and creating that value then you have evidence of that coming back to you and further building that sense of self-worth. And I will tell you that starting to coach again last year and now starting this podcast again, it's so interesting to me that it can feel, <laughs> it can feel like such a bad idea to me and so dangerous and like not a good idea and kind of scary to record a podcast right? Because I'm just getting on and I'm just being myself and talking to all of you and not necessarily getting feedback or validation from you while I, obviously I'm not while I'm recording because I'm just speaking into a microphone before I publish it. But I'm coming out here and doing that. And the, the way that I can do that and the way that I can overcome that fear is by holding the concept that I have value to offer just through being myself. And when I come on and record the podcast, I validate that, even without anyone listening to it, even before anyone has downloaded it or listened to it, I have validated the concept that I do create value by being myself, because here's this value right now. And I always love to, I always record podcasts that I love to listen to, right? So even if no one else gets value from what the podcast is that I've recorded, I know that it's going to be valuable to me and it's going to be the coaching that I need to hear and what I need to hear in that moment. And the fact that I am creating that, again, creates more evidence of my own self-worth and just mirrors that back to me in this really beautiful way. So there are three concrete things to think about related to how you can help to understand any issues you might have with self-worth. The first is understanding how your self-worth ebbs and flows as your stress response and your relaxation response ebb and flow, and how low self-worth can be simply an artifact in some ways of your stress response being triggered. It's just like a handy thing for your stress response to grab onto and find a problem with. 
And then we talked about enjoyment, how doing what you want and doing things that satisfy you are demonstrations that you are valuable. That demonstrates to yourself that you are valuable and that will build your self-worth by doing that. And then finally, we talked about how living our purpose is an example of something that we do because we want to, because it makes us feel complete. And that when we live our purpose, it creates value in the world just through being ourselves. And that when we do that, that is the, like the ultimate proof point and the ultimate evidence of our value. And the way to start putting yourself out into the world like that is to start to shift your concept and start to get curious about um, the idea that maybe being yourself is a really valuable thing to do because you are valuable as a person. And again, that goes back to the stress response and the enjoyment and doing relaxation, uh, self-awareness, doing things that you enjoy, prioritizing your own needs and wants. All of those will build up your self-worth and the fruits of building that up are not only that you feel better, you stop spending so much time feeling like you're not enough or like there's something wrong with you, you feel better. And you also create a self-concept that becomes the vehicle for you living your purpose and putting yourself out into the world in a new way that creates value for others, but also even further fuels your own self-worth and your own results. So I hope that was helpful. That is what I have to say about self-worth. Like I said, it's a very core topic and concept that comes up so much in coaching and personal development and self-help. I thought it would be helpful to do an episode on that. So I hope this was helpful to you. I hope you have a wonderful day. And we will talk again soon. And just a reminder, if you want to connect beyond the podcast, if you want help with your own self-concept and your own struggles with your self-worth, I can totally help you with that. And you can find more information at lifesimplybetter.com. All right, everyone. Have a fantastic rest of your day. And we'll catch up again soon.